Welcome to episode six of Small Talk with the Smallgan Real Estate Team. Today we're here with David, um, who um, just received his review on Zillow, and that's how we like to start out these podcasts. So um, I'm going to read that, and if you want to like respond with um, kind of what your feelings are on the review after we read it. So um, I sought David's advice on whether or not to purchase a second home as a rental property. He was very open and honest, trustworthy, and clearly had a ton of knowledge about the area. With the benefit of David's insight, we knew that the home we looked at was not the right investment for us. I will continue to use David throughout the process. I'm confident that his Grand Rapids and real estate expertise will help us find the right house, and his excellent communication skills will help us get a deal done at a fair price. Um, it's a great review. That I mean, just so many good things about you that were said and definitely some of the things that I see in you are said. What, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, I appreciate the review. Um, I, I own rental property in Grand Rapids. I know the rental market. I know areas that, uh, I know the different areas and different areas that rent well consistently. And so, um, my client offered, or I offered my client the advice, uh, appropriate to what they were looking for and keeping their best interest in mind with the budget they were working with and everything. Um, I was happy to, to offer that. It's super important to, you know, always keep your clients, uh, interests first. Um, fun fact, I, I actually talked to you way before you got into real estate, um, because you were, um, reaching out to me through next door about selling one of your rental properties to, um, to possibly one of my clients. And, I just remember your um, professionalism and knowledge about your specific rental property. Um, even being a for sale by owner, I, I knew I was talking to somebody that knew their stuff. So um, that's he sees the same things that I see, and um, it's good to get reviews like that. So, um, so first, uh, what were you doing before real estate, and why do you want to make a career switch? Mm. So <clears throat> I was working in an office doing data management for um, a company that was a, a group purchasing organization. So we were kind of, we worked out contracts with different vendors and brought those contracts to different nonprofit facilities like schools, hospitals, senior living facilities, and other types of uh, nonprofits. Okay. Um, and my job was to just manage all of the, um, the contract volume data that came in. Sure. It's the easiest way I can explain it. But a lot of um, spreadsheet management, um, a lot of contact with vendors and our members. Um, we called them members because uh, they joined uh, as, as a membership. And um, so I was in, in sort of a way a salesperson, a sales arm extension. Okay if you will, for 40 plus vendors. Um, but it was always in the, the members best interest, you know, what, what types of services that we could offer and provide. Okay. Um, so in a little, in a little ways, it was a sales position. Sure. Um, I had transitioned to that from an inside salesperson. I was an inside salesperson at that company for about five years. And then I did the, the data stuff, uh, the last, two to three years sure and so. it sounds like you were 
um, just making good recommendations based on the services you had versus, you know, what, what the clients were actually looking for, the members were looking for. So mm -hmm. a lot of those skills would translate over to real estate. Why did you uh, get into real estate? Uh, it was something I've always wanted to do. Um, I had toyed with the idea a few years ago, but just the situation I was in with little kids, um, I'm married, have three little kids, and it just didn't seem like the right time with the schedule that, you know, I would have to have nights and weekends. Um, and so it just, it didn't really seem like the right time until, until I knew it was. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's a big misconception with a lot of people. They think that, you know, getting into real estate, you can set your own schedule and you can, um, uh, work as little or as much as you want to. Um, but it's, it's really, you gotta work for your clients when they would like you to see things or do things. Yeah. Um, I had, I mean, I had toyed with the idea of being a part-time agent, Yeah, but I really felt like I wouldn't be able to give my full attention and everything that clients would need, um, on a part-time basis. So that's the definition of it, right? Like yeah. you're going to get part of your attention to real estate. Um, yep. So full time is really the only way to go. And I'm glad you, you know, made the decision to jump into a full time. Yeah. So how's it been so far? Uh, what, what are you seeing as possibilities for this business? Um, it's so far, it's been great. Um, just been out there showing a lot of houses. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't want to say I'm busy, but I'm busy. Uh, well, what's your average day look like? Yeah. So a lot of. So I try to have a pretty strict schedule of prospecting. Okay. Um, and that's usually a couple hours on the phone with potential clients. Um, I like to do follow-up with current clients um, for a period of time during the day. And then house showings. Um, try to do those in the afternoon. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so when you join the team, were you specific on joining a team or were you open to either going independent or joining a team and how did you make the decision that you did yeah so i toyed with both ideas like with both both ideas so i originally thought i would join independently um with the broker and just kind of figure it out on my own i've always been the kind of person that likes to do things kind of independently and learn as i go at my own pace um and that was kind of the direction I was looking. Um, okay. And then when I met you and the team. Sure. And I sat around the room and just met everybody and saw, like, all the success and all the opportunity and options. It was really a no-brainer from there. It was okay. like, I know this is where I need to be. I know the resources that are available to me on your team would not be available uh, independently and I don't know how I don't I don't know how anybody could do it independently starting out um, one, one in five do right so yeah the failure rate for real estate and most agents fail within their first couple of years so um, only one in five actually survive past five years I, I think it's statistic but I'm not sure on that I'm sure Jeremy can d double check that number but yeah. um, failure rate in real estate is super high and um, being part of a group that has some accountability and uh, resources for you, I, I'm sure is a big benefit. So um, 
What would you do differently if you were to start over today? Um, I think I'd really get a hold of my uh, schedule um, a little bit more strictly. Okay. Time blocking. Um, there's a lot to do in a day. Um, and if you don't get a hold of, if you don't block time out for exactly what you need to get done, it's, it's pretty easy to get overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, so I think right from the beginning, I would really make that prospecting time, the follow-up time, um, priority as far as, you know, this is the time that I'm doing this, you know, if a phone call needs to wait or a text message needs to wait for an hour or two. Yep. Um, and it can, yep. which in most cases it can, and that's okay. Um, are you time blocking time for your family also? That, that's something that a lot of people kind of overlook. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing too. It's easy to work. Um, you know, I, there were nights where, you know, I was, uh, I had the laptop all the way until falling asleep in bed. So yeah. like just, yeah. So that's definitely important. Um, I have three little kids I have a wife and we have a lot going on at home. So that's important too. And it's easy, it's easy to bring your work home it is. and yeah. Yeah. So definitely. I, I, um, when I first got into real estate, I, I kind of did the same thing. I was working all the time. I was working here. I was working at home. Um, actually just started, uh, leaving my phone downstairs and going to sleep without it, um, which was a big thing for me because I used to use it for an alarm and for everything, playing games and getting tired, all of that. But like leaving that in a totally different room so it doesn't, uh, you know, cause me to get out of bed and check to see if that offer came in or whatever. It, it's made a big improvement on my sleep habits. So um, I don't know if that, that works for you, but uh, that's what I do. So, um, so um, being a real estate agent, you can really work wherever you want, but is there any areas or specialties that you have or would like to have? Yeah, so I live kind of south of Grand Rapids, um, Middlevale, Hastings area. Um, so I really, I work a lot in Grand Rapids, but I would like to broaden the area kind of more in my area. Sure. And even south down to Battle Creek, Kalamazoo area. Um, but I have, I mean, I have a, a huge range right now. Um, also with investors and rental properties and that sort of thing. That's huge. Kinda, you know, I have some knowledge with that too. So I'm able to, to help out and offer advice. Um, yeah, I'd really like to open up into the South Kent County, Barry County area. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people like that say they want to buy investment properties, but don't know where to start. So I think it's really awesome that you have a passion for that and like to um, help people kind of discover how they can become uh, investment property owners, right? Yeah. So um, what what are your thoughts on the current real estate market, um, uh, interest rates, that kind of thing? Yeah, so interest rates are going up a little bit um, from the crazy low interest rates that we've had the last couple uh -huh. of years. Um, and it seems a little scary to some people because... But, your buying power definitely changes yeah, with interest rates going up, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, your buying power changes for sure. But um, what's what's beneficial right now is that the the crazy um, bidding wars and 
you know, submitting 15 offers before you get one accepted. Yeah. You know, that's not as prevalent now. Okay. Um, and so it's really opening up the door to like your normal buyers again, where it's not like you need to, you know, bid way over asking price, come up with the extra money to go over appraisal value and all of that. Um, so it's really a good opportunity for, I would say, like your normal home buyers again, where it's, you know, we're kind of back to normal again. Yeah. So you cover a pretty big area, um, working in Grand Rapids and then South Kent County, um, Hastings, Battle Creek. Would you say it's similar in those areas or is it different once you get outside of Grand Rapids? I say once you get outside of Grand Rapids, it's a little even less competitive. Okay. Um, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're getting a little bit more for your dollar, but there's also, there's less competition. Okay. So, and Would you say that's a good thing? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, so any uh, piece of advice you give somebody selling their home right now in this market? I mean, it's great for buyers, but what could a seller do? Um, yeah, for a seller in this market, um, really being strategic about um, kind of how you go about listing the property and with a um, with an open house and kind of an all offers due situation, that's a good strategy. Offer deadlines, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, what about for buying? What advice would you give a buyer in this market? Um, for a buyer, I would just kind of, I would um, advise that you know exactly what you're looking for. Um, have your pre-approvals ready, everything lined up. And then when you go to the market and look for properties, um, just be ready to make an offer. And um, there's different options that we can discuss as far as um, how we can make an offer and that sort of thing. Oh, that's that's awesome. It's good advice. Um, this this market's challenging, and to have somebody that uh, knows what they're doing to help you know through this big decision in a lot of people's lives. So um, it's good that you know there's there's people like you out there. So um, outside of real estate, like what do you like to do in your free time? Yeah. So um, we have I I have three little kids, nine, six, and four. My oldest is a boy two little girls. We live on a farm, so we do a little bit of hobby farming. Sure. Yeah. Vegetables or? Yep. My wife is a an avid gardener. Okay. So I'm a gardener. I had a terrible time. experience with that this year. We planted, I think, five tomato plants, a um, couple cucumber plants and pepper plants, and we got maybe like one bucket full of yeah. vegetables. Yeah. It was, a weird, it was a weird year for sure. We, we planted like 40 tomato plants wow and we had like a dozen that worked out we had a lot of uh rabbit issues and different deer and stuff come out and we had rabbits yeah and yeah. i um i set traps this year to try to live traps to try to get rid of some of the animals destroying my garden but um in one weekend i caught uh two rabbits a squirrel a groundhog a raccoon um I think that's it. So drive them up the road and um, yeah, I brought them to the nature center. Uh, nice. I, don't, I hope that's appropriate, but yeah. um, the big woods, wooded area near my house. So um, they hopefully found a new home there that, you know, appreciated sure. them a little bit more. Sure so happy. Um, 
Did you uh, grow up in the Grand Rapids area? Where'd you grow up? Yes, I grew up north of Grand Rapids in a little town called Nuego. Oh, yeah. Nuego County. Um, it was kind of the uh, suburban area of Nuego. We lived right by the school, so I was always you know, walking to school. And, okay. Um, small town feel. I think now, 20 whatever years later, it's doubled in size, but um, it was kind of a, a small town yeah. country feel, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then after high school, um, my friends and I, we moved to Grand Rapids. Okay. Pretty much been there ever since. Okay. So what, what, how did your friends talk you into that, into moving to Grand Rapids? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just like the, we got to get out of this town. Okay. Deal, you know. We were in like a punk rock band and we were like, let's go to the city and play shows. And so we did all that. um, And. We just, you know, it's just like we needed the change or whatever. Yeah. Kids, rebels. Um, yeah. What side of town did you live on when you moved to Grand Rapids? So I, we, we rented an apartment in East Town and kind of stayed in that area. Um, bought, bought my first uh, house in that area. Um, and then I bought and moved two or uh, two other times within that same area, Heritage Hill, East Town, Midtown area. Okay. Yeah. So um, now you actually live in Hastings. What do you like about out there? Yeah. So um, a couple years ago during COVID, um, we were, we had just kind of settled in our, we thought was our forever home, my wife and I, um, in Heritage Hill. We, you know, we love the old Houses, the big grand architecture, high ceilings, all that. So we bought our dream house. Um, and then just something in the wind changed. We we decided we homeschool our kids. Sure. So my wife is at home all day with the kids. And we just they were getting older and we were getting more busy. And we just thought, man, we need to change it up again. We need to go out. Give them some space. Go out in the country and get some space. And you know expand the garden and and do all that so uh yeah we bought a 10 acre farm out in hastings which is still you know relatively close to grand rapids and everything um and that was almost two years ago oh yeah we love it um is there anything you miss about grand rapids um yeah i mean just being downtown sitting on the porch and just watching life happen around you like seeing people every day all the time like we we like that um the restaurants being able to walk everywhere was nice um yeah i mean i just love the city of grand rapids it's it's quiet it's smaller yeah but it feels you know feels big and so so besides um in hastings uh you, you have a hobby farm so besides uh vegetables what else do you have out there yeah, so we started with um, just we decided we wanted to raise chickens. All right. Yeah. So we for st- eggs. Yeah, we started with eggs. We started with uh, twenty five egg layers. Okay. Um, and we loved it. We loved being able to go out in the morning, grab eggs, cook them for breakfast, um, the whole thing. And then I decided, hey, let's why don't we raise uh, chickens for meat? Um, so I did a lot of research, kind of figured out the best strategy, um, on being able to have pasture raised, uh, just well, 
cared for and uh, fed chickens. Yeah. And so, yeah, we started doing that. We did a hundred, we did a hundred uh, meat birds earlier in the spring this year. And then I got another batch. Um, and after that, it takes about 10 weeks for, for a batch of chickens to grow out and process. Um, and now I'm on my second batch. It's about okay. ready to, to be processed again. So before you had these chickens of your own, did you, did you grow up with chickens or farm animals or how did you learn all of that? No, uh, I think uh, the school of YouTube taught okay. me a lot of, a lot of it. Man, um, I learned a lot on there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I think it was just, we've always like my wife and I, we've always been passionate about good food, clean food, um, organic food. Yeah. And so that was kind of the driving passion behind it. And now being able to do that, having the, the resources to do it out on some property. That's awesome. Really created that opportunity and we jumped for it. Yeah. Um, final question. Do you, do you have any funny stories or interesting stories about your time in real estate so far? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Last week I was going to do a house tour. We were, we were looking at a lot of houses and we got to this last one and um, we went to unlock the door. You know, you get the key and everything. And the they had an alarm system that had not been disengaged. Mm. Been there. So, yeah. So, man, we were right downtown, right in the city. The alarm went off. There's neighbors sitting on the porch. And you've heard them. They're super loud, super. So, yeah, it went off and everybody's freaking out. Yeah, it was it was okay. I had to call the um, the listing agent, and she was able to to like remotely turn it off. But it was a good five minutes, and but that was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing. The police never showed up or anything, so that was good. But okay, yeah, that was probably the scariest time. <laughs> well, hopefully that it just gets better from here, right? Like, yeah. Um, but that's uh, kind of a common thing that happens in real estate. Everybody likes those alarms, but forgets to turn them off when you have a showing. So remember yeah. to do that if you uh, are selling your house for yes. sure. So how can uh, someone get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can reach out to me um, with via, should I get my phone number? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 616-636-1660. Um, you can shoot me a text, give me a call. Um, can find me through the Smalligan uh, team page as well. Okay. You do any social media? Um, I am on Facebook. I need to ramp up my my uh, profile a little bit to get better at that. Okay. Sure. All of us do. Yep. But, David. Yep. Um, well, um, thanks for joining us here today on the Small Talk Real Estate Podcast. And uh, for all of you at home, please make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, anything you want to say in closing? Uh, I just appreciate this and Jeremy and Mike appreciate your time. Yeah. Appreciate you, David. Thanks. All right. Thank you.